Welcome to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. Your host is Ellen Morano. Today, along with her guest experts and co-hosts, Ellen will help contribute to your better life. This is done through the art and science of being happy. You can attract whatever you want in your life by having the right energy. By clearing your energy body, you help your physical body to better health. You'll learn breathing techniques, self-healing, meditation, and learn exercises that you can use today to help your own path to a better life. Now, here is Ellen Morano. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show again. This is our third episode, and we have beautiful guests today with very good expertise. We have Dr. Ted Leonido John, the holistic psychiatrist. We have Dr. Nancy Gabaldon, the psychiatric pharmacist, and Sheremy, the actress for 20 years, who is the character Sarada in Boruto Naruto movie. She's also Ikri in Horizon Zero Dawn LLC. She's the star of Beyond the Farthest Star movie. It's already in DVD. And she's also doing the affirmation-based show Love and Light, the anime Unlocked. So welcome. So each one of them will share their story and what they're doing. Welcome, Dr. Ted, Dr. Nancy, and Sheremy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Dr. Ted, can you tell us what you do? Yes, um, I'm a holistic psychiatrist. I'm in private practice, and I work at Pfizer Permanente. And uh, I've been able to, like, integrate, you know, the different aspects of healing, the biological aspect, uh, psychological aspect, energetic aspect, and spiritual aspect in my work. Uh, Western medicine kind of tends to deal with the biological aspect and the psychological aspect mostly, but the energetic and spiritual aspect uh, is not incorporated. And uh, I was attracted to pranic healing because it incorporates the energetic and spiritual aspect to like what we do. Okay. You mentioned about biological. So I remember Master was talking about we have to eat the right kind of food. So... We have to have a balanced energy, the right water, exercise. Can you elaborate more? Oh, definitely. Um, I've been eating a whole food plant-based for about two years now, and I've really noticed the difference in terms of like my energy, uh, my ability to process my emotions, uh, my behavior, my sleep. Uh, it has, you know, an effect on. Um, on your emotions it's like uh what you feed yourselves uh like three times a day has an effect on the neurotransmitters that have an effect on your emotions so it's really important to have that and um yeah so what do you usually observe on your patients in the psychiatric field um in terms of my observations with them definitely um if they are eating, uh, if they have an imbalance in their eating, if they're eating too much sugar, if they're eating a lot of cholesterol, more fat, uh, that has an effect on them biologically. But then, of course, that also has an effect on their brain mm -hmm. and uh, and also their ability to, and also, you know, their metabolism. And that has an effect on their emotions. We already know how blood sugar can affect 
you know, your emotions. You mm-hmm. know, people who are who become hyperglycemic, you know, would tend to have, you know, you know, uh, inability to concentrate and, you know, it, an imbalance of their emotions. Yeah. And then also when the blood sugar drops, they yeah. can also have that can also affect they can have irritability and anger yeah Yeah. i know when we were still growing up we were still growing up we have um we love junk food then later we realized it sometimes affects our mood we get so irritable because we are not feeding our body or even the brain with the right energy it needed and so any experiences, Dr. Nancy or Jeremy, about uh, having the right kind of food that affects our... Yeah, I, I actually will agree um, um, with Dr. Ted's uh, advice. And in fact, he's been kind of my role model <clears throat> in terms of um, making a, a precedence of eating well. So now I find myself pretty much more leaning in the vegan, though I have family members myself that are non-vegan, so there's sometimes a little bit of a um, challenge having to eat vegan versus non-vegan with family members, but they're coming along as well, and I definitely notice myself being much more energized and feeling just more brighter and uh, clarity and just uh, feeling good overall. So I'm definitely a proponent on vegan eating personally. How about you, Jeremy, with a BC filming and recording? Um, Well, I've noticed uh, in the last couple of years, I started struggling with um, my diet and food sensitivities and things that I was allergic to. And I had to completely clean out my system um, and figure out what my body responded to the best because I think everybody uh, is unique in how they respond to food. And some people are going to be more sensitive to other foods than others. Um, I found I'm incredibly sensitive to sugar. And so I have tried to cut out sugar completely in the last two years. And it's made a huge difference in my energy level. I feel like it's allowed me to maintain balance. I'm easier to respond to um, emotions. It's much easier to keep up with a hectic filming schedule or staying up late. I'm not relying on caffeine. I'm not relying on anything like that. If I want to have a cup of coffee, it's not because I need it. It's because I choose it. Um, But I know that for me, sugar and uh, like not whole grain uh, wheat um, has made a big difference and cutting that out has really assisted me in Good, wonderful. So it it makes sense that it could affect the psychological condition of the person like what you're talking about yeah 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 we have a saying that's food feeds your mood and that's it's really interesting that like we need to like really um make that connection because sometimes we can just concentrate on food and things that it just affects us physically but it affects us emotionally too Mm -hmm. but it's really interesting too because when you mentioned you know whole food yeah yeah, talk about it. Yeah, when you mentioned whole food uh, instead of processed things. Uh, when you check the energy of like whole foods, you can see that it's, you know, vibrant and you can feel like the aura of like the the food. But when it's processed, it's low. Yeah. So what do you mean when it's processed? When it's processed, it's like sugar is processed. Oils are processed. So basically... Um, the closer you are to like the origin 
of the thing, like, you know, an apple instead of like uh, sugar instru- uh, extracted from apple, mm-hmm. uh, where it has, you know, the, the components of it, like the fiber and the, you know, phytonutrients and things like that, uh-huh. the better it is. And and you can also check it energetically. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a, a, a stronger energy. Okay. And it's, it's, it's more um, beneficial for you. Do you think that's the reason why? I mean, I love going to a farmer's market and getting to meet the farmers that are selling it directly so you're buying local. And I also feel like it's a spiritual connection with the person that is providing the produce or the food or meeting the chef who's making it, knowing they love their job and their restaurant. Do you think that has an effect on uh, how how your body is receiving the nutrients as well? Because there's, I guess, a more positive spiritual exchange between you and the farmer or the chef or... Whatever the case may be. Definitely. And it's really interesting because it's, you'll also like notice when a chef, for example, is in a good mood or bad mood. If you check the energy of the food that you're eating, when they're in a bad mood, that food has less energy. And then when they're in a good mood, they're in a loving state, they appreciate what they're doing. Um, The food energetically is you know, better and also more delicious, I think. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Like you said, you evaluate them based on biological, psychological, energetic, and spiritual. So how do you s- sense how they are energetically? Uh, in terms of the patients? Yeah. Yeah, um, there are energy centers in the body. Um, you know, the traditional one is that there are seven chakras from the crown chakra, which is at the top of the head, mm-hmm. to the basic chakra, which is at the tip of the tailbone. And, uh, you know, in Eastern medicine, they look at the body as energy. I take a look at it as like uh, one of the small, smallest components of like the body is the atom. Mm-hmm. And the atom has neutron, proton, electron, which are particles. And the biggest part of the atom is space, where the energy lies. Mm-hmm. And in Eastern medicine, when the energy is imbalanced, when it's not flowing well, uh, you get emotional and physical illness. Mm-hmm. And in pranic healing, um, they focus on the aura and also like these chakras with, uh, that are energy centers. And if the chakras are imbalanced, meaning if they are congested or if they are depleted, then you uh, can have uh, imbalanced emotions, anger, fear, anxiety. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it's also the other way around. If you have behavior that causes anxiety and fear and anger, it can also affect the chakras. And the beautiful thing about pranic healing is Mm -hmm. that you're using divine energy to balance out the chakras. Mm -hmm. So how do you work collaboratively with Dr. Nancy? Oh, Nancy can probably tell you a little bit more about that. (laughs) Sure, sure. Well, uh, back early, well, going back probably about 2000, by the way, I worked for... um, I'm a psychiatric pharmacist at Kaiser Permanente at the Partial Hospital Program in Los Angeles. And so back then, this is even prior to meeting Dr. Ted, I started um, with energy work. And back in the day, I used to do, I used to do Reiki. And uh, 
and providing a group, a monthly medication group. And so with that monthly medication group, I actually incorporated a group entitled Other Modalities of Wellness for Patients. And at that, that point, I started introducing energy work, pretty much Reiki at the time. And I find that a lot of patients were just really interested about it. But really what I kind of noted now okay. with my uh, energy work or my classes that I do okay. at Kaiser, um, back in 2013, uh, Dr. Ted actually introduced me to pranic work or pranic healing. And so I now utilize that and I give a, a talk for an hour with the patients describing the broad sense of the, the difference between Western and Eastern medicine and then kind of um, break it down to more specific of energy work of Reiki or in Qigong and pranic healing. And I give a demonstration. I talk about of these things okay and so yeah i really utilize uh with patients writing their name on the list for me to follow up and have a, a session with them while they're at the program so a lot of the patients are being introduced to energy work out of curiosity or just someone who just know about energy work and want to have the experience good very good information so let's have a quick break Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey. Breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice. Much of it conflicting. Some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuso. To bust through the myths about feeding your baby, Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. You probably don't spend too much time talking about that place down there. Why not? There's now a show where that's mostly what we talk about and so much more. It's the Womb Happy Hour with host Lorraine Giordano. It's all about your body and the magical power you possess. Guys, you might want to tune in too. There's no reason to be squeamish. Listen for the Womb Happy Hour, broadcasting live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
You are listening to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to Ellen at pranichealing.com. Now, back to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. Here again is Ellen Morano. Okay, welcome back. So, Dr. Ted and Dr. Nancy will talk again about how they collaborate in their field of specialties. Like, Dr. Ted, as a psychiatrist, he evaluates the patients, and Dr. Nancy addresses the medication, and she also take care of the energetic aspect of it, basically both of them. So, they will share their their journey. Yeah. Um, when I first see a patient who's referred to the partial hospitalization program, which is a day treatment program where in psychiatric patients who are in a more acute uh, state gets referred to from the outpatient. Um, they get to be there every day for a few weeks. And when I do my initial evaluation, I structure it in such a way that I take a look at uh, their illness uh, the cause and also the treatment in a biological way, a psychological way, energetic, and a spiritual way. And uh, just a quick, um, you know, a quick evaluation of them biologically, where they're at, having a diagnosis of them, and then reinforcing that um, the medications, uh, what they eat, exercise, supplements, all affect their biological body and affect their emotions. Um, Then that's the psychological aspect we're in, the current stressors that are ongoing in their life, whether it be family, financial, uh, work, um, can cause uh, these distressing emotions and can also trigger issues from childhood that's unresolved. And uh, a lot of patients have had childhood traumas that have not been addressed. So uh, psychotherapy um, is helpful for that. Um, Then there's the energetic aspect wherein I uh, encourage my clients and teach them meditation and encourage them to do yoga, tai chi, and, um, uh, and get some energy healing where my main focus and my ma- the one that I mainly promote is pranic healing because it's uh, I look at it as um, pretty comprehensive in the energetic realm. And then I, the spiritual aspect, I, I focus on um, having them realize and explore what their spiritual purpose is. You know, what they're interested and passionate in life, you know, how they um, nurture it and make it grow, and eventually how they use it to be of service to others. I emphasize to my clients and patients that the reason why we all want to heal is because the energy that's getting sucked out by the illnesses, we want to devote for the things that we love. We want to devote for the things that... uh, we want to help other people with. 
Um, when I do these evaluations, since the thing that's lacking in Western medicine is more of like the energetic and spiritual aspect, um, when I find that uh, they need uh, energetic balancing, then I uh, refer them to Nancy. So I do the evaluation, I educate them about you know, the energetic aspect or pranic healing. And then I tell them about Nancy, who's uh, a pharmacist in the program who actually was the first one who introduced me to energy work in 2003. And um, they basically put their name on the list and then she uh, gets to them while in the, they're in the program. And it's been a very interesting journey for us since we have been in this path since 2003 with pranic healing about four years, but with the energy work, you know, since 2003. Good. Yeah. So, so how do they react when you say about energetic and spiritual? Do they not roll their eyes? Like, what is it talking about? Well, well, you know, how I kind of approach the patient is I get a sense when I see these patients, if they're open, I mean, there's a lot of clues that they by the way they talk, by the way the questions they ask, uh, that I can tell that they're interested in something beyond Western medicine being what we're known to be. Everybody here pretty much is um, very masterful of knowing Western medicine. They're going to get medications, but that Eastern or energetic component is they will ask questions that will lead me to think, okay, this patient is possibly ready to hear a little bit more. Uh, being open, being curious. So then I, I present things with respect to energy work. <clears throat> and so I inquire with them if they're willing or if they're open to it, uh, having a little bit of energy work. I describe to them about a cleaning, a decording, and some of them do understand it and some of them really don't. And so that's where the the, the, the teaching comes into play. So I'll get them due to Dr. Dr. Ted uh, referring or after he evaluates these patients, I do a little bit more talking with them. And then I start to decort them there in my office as well as um, sweeping them or cleaning them out. So due to the fact that I don't have a lot of time for the patients that I end up getting, I do uh, pretty much a minimum uh, decording, uh, sweeping, cleaning, and it's amazing. Depending on the receptivity that these patients have, the more receptive they are, you can see the response immediately. You could just by their eyes, by the way they're looking, by the way they're standing, that uh, they're getting something. And being that when I work on them, I have them stand. Uh, they're in a standing position. I can see the swaying and the motions of the sensitivity happening with these patients. So um, they're really surprised. I don't think they're really um, knowing what's, they know something's going on, but they just can't uh, put it into words. And after our session's over, a lot of them are just like, what did you do to me? Wow, I'm just, what happened here? So I know they get something very positively from, um, Again, from Dr. Ted's referring to me, or when I talk to the one-on-one, because as one of the as one of the pharmacists there, I um, do evaluate medications, and I sometimes at that point will inquire with him about uh, energy work and if they're interested. And I'm looking at the meds because I start to wonder: Do they really need these medications? Do they? Maybe it's more um, energy based or, or things that 
it doesn't require medication. So once I do my own personal evaluation, and if I see them first, I give a call to Dr. Leonido because our offices are side by side, and I give them a heads up, and I said, Dr. Ted, I think this one is ready for more information. So we kind of have our little um, uh, feedback to each other, knowing if I see the patient first, I'll give him a call. If he sees the patient first, then he'll refer him to me, and I'll start working on them. So that's kind of our are synergistic working together. Good. You mean working energetically, like yes. chronic healing? Absolutely. That's Good. what we do. Yeah. I I heard about you talking about courting. Yes. Because Masiko talk about courting. So that's just an individual person. How about Jeremy dealing with thousands of fans? How does court affect you? Uh, I think the very first time I um, encountered a situation when I was dealing with cords, I had no idea because I had been living with it for years when I first started doing anime and voiceover work. When I just go in and do the session, I'm alone. I record by myself. I don't know who hears it, who sees it, especially when things are so digital and online. I don't know who's responding. But I went to a convention and there were thousands of people in a panel to meet me. Um, and my first experience, I started feeling like I was having an anxiety attack after I had done an impromptu autograph session and I had not been prepared for the amount of energy I was expending to um, the group of people that were there to see me speak. And I just felt like I was having a hard time breathing. And since I had just started my journey on uh, pranic healing, I thought maybe my throat chakra had been congested and then I had been taught to cut the cords and gather all of the uh, excess energy that was on a way choking my throat chakra and once I cut those cords it was like I was finally able to take a deep breath for the first time and when I explain this to other actors that are experiencing exhaustion from schedule or traveling or conventions or whatever the case may be um, they say like I just feel really angry and I'm really depressed and I'm posting all these things on social media or I'm posting these videos or I'm doing this show and I don't know where this negative energy is coming from. I should be really grateful I'm doing what I love and I will just check and see if they have any cords and once I cut the cords I never tell them what's happening. I said let me just do a little quick experiment for you and we'll see what happens and immediately they'll respond with gosh my knees feeling better or my back is feeling better, or I feel like I can stretch more. What did you do? Nothing. You're just dealing with a lot of people that love you much and have courted you. It's not a negative experience necessarily with courting. It's just someone feeling that you have a, a brighter energy or something they love about you that they want to bring into their life. So they're pulling that energy from you. Um, and I think that's often when I'll talk to other actors, they think of cords as, somebody's trying to drain me. They're not trying to drain you. They're attracted to you and they just don't know. Um, they don't know that they're doing it. So you just have to cut those cords without any sort of resentment or negativity and um, allow them to channel their energy from another energetic source. Yeah. I think I heard it from Masiko that energy flows from high to low. Yeah. So if you have high energy and your fans needs your energy, so... It's not even intentional. No. Mm -hmm. They court you. But, you know, it's just one way of decontamination also because court could be court could be a bridge, right? Sure. So whatever yeah. they have, whatever you have, then you're exchanging energies. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. 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 
I've noticed that with scene partners, when I'm doing a scene with another actor and we have a very emotional scene and one was an actress that I love very much. She's incredibly talented, but she was going through a divorce at the time. And so we were doing our scene. We're working together every day for 12 hours a day. I did not know she was going through a divorce, but I started feeling a lot of frustration and resentment towards my husband and I did not know why and uh, finally she said I just need to talk to somebody and I've been working with you every day and I feel like we're really close and I had almost all of my scenes with her she said I'm going through a divorce and it's very difficult I've been married for 15 years I said oh that's why I was like we have to cut the cords afterwards I'm like mad at my husband and I have no idea why um so it is definitely a bridge and so it's it's a great way at as an actor, just for me, in order to do the best performance and channel the character, I have to be um, as healthy of a vessel as possible. And like he said, the energy needs to be balanced for me to create these characters and be the best scene partner to get the, the message across. And if I'm channeling someone else's energy or not cleansing, not decontaminating, it's just mm -hmm. like taking a shower at the end of the day. You've got to get rid of all that stuff so you can start fresh the next day. Okay, you know, I think you all learned pranic healing. What are the other things you do to decontaminate yourself? Like Masiko said, energetic hygiene. Taking showers with, uh, or, or ba bathing in salt water with some la essential lavender oils in there for about 20 minutes. Uh, submerging your body in there and just uh, kind of takes away all those negative energies of the day, which is helpful. That's just another method that we need to do. So I actually advise that to some of the patients when they're saying, well, what else can I do? And I said, this is an option you can do this is by uh, applying the water, you know, having a bath. And if they don't have a bath, shower using some salt um, with lavender on their sponge or cloth and rubbing that on mm -hmm. your body and then rinsing off afterwards. So, And there's also some physical exercises that we do that actually help that uh, releases like, you know, congested energies in the solar plexus. Mm -hmm. And we do that every morning, Nancy yeah. and I, it's the first thing that it's we do. It's our ritual, absolutely. We, Good. So yeah. you do it in your office? We, we do, do it, it in, in our office. office and, and we do, you know, breathing exercises too that we were taught in pranic healing to like uh, balance like the energy, to like release uh, stuck energies and like the chakras the upper chakras and the lower chakras. Mm -hmm. And then at, at the, the end of the day, because since we have patients, there's a lot of patients who do cordas. And again, it's not a negative thing. Um, it, they, you know, they're looking for a source of energy that can help them like heal and they do it subconsciously. So they rely on you. They think about you. It's like, oh, they can help me. And so... We accumulate that for like, you know, the whole day. At the end of the day, we are tired. And I remember when before I discovered pranic healing, at the end of the day, I would like go home. And the way I would try to balance myself is sleep early on. And But the interesting thing is sleep is important, but it's not very efficient when you're dealing with so many people needing your energy. So... There's a part of it that's uh, about cutting those cords. Mm -hmm. And then there's also a part of it where in we do meditations that we learn from pranic healing to increase our energy, to increase the development energy inside of us. Mm -hmm. So that when some, you know, some patients do cord us, it's like we 
we, you know, we help, you know, introduce them to like, you know, divine energy. Interesting, yeah. like when you said before pranic healing, you just sleep. Yes. Then we're talking about like how energy attracts your aura. That means you're sleeping with those negative energies. Oh, that- yes. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. It, it doesn't mean that it's a restful sleep. Like uh, before learning pranic healing, I would like wake up like tired and then I start off like with another day. And so it just accumulates. One of the things that Master Ko used to do was use me as an example to check how many cords were attached. And and there were many cords. So, yeah. you know, pranic healing was And, and most of the cords that helpful. we tend to get, especially with patients that we deal with, is primarily in the spleen area of our body. So we get a lot of that. And I... I at, at like Dr. Ted saying, at the end of our day, I'm checking his cords and his spleen area, and sure enough, I'm a boy. <laughs> does he have a lot? And vice versa. It's we definitely before we leave the office and get home, we decord and clean ourselves up, and we're ready to go. It's so amazing because we get a little tired after we get the decording and sleeping. We're like almost like in the zone of, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, la la land. We're just so. Um, in a different, we just feel so relaxed and yeah. so tired, sleepy, and it's good. It's a good sleep. Then, within ten minutes, we're rejuvenating. We're like, we're ready to go again. Here we go. So we leave, coming back home. I'm ready to get back to work. Yeah, with the spleen, how does it affect people with psychological or emotional issues? Well, you know what? What I, um, from our teachings, knowing that the spleen and the Basic, the, those two chakras are ones that tend to have a lot of depletion um, with individuals that have depression. So I can kind of tell the energy is very low. Uh, when I scan them, I check them out uh, prior to doing the work on these patients, I can tell right away uh, this individual has depression. Even if they didn't tell me what they had, I already know. Um, those are two, the two areas that tend to be very depleted in the body. So we have to kind of get those uh, uh, energized. I tell those patients when I see them, I say, you know, you're like the car. And um, your car is there, but you have no gas. So we got to get some gas in you. And they kind of, they know that. They, they That visual in their mind about they're the car and no gas, they uh, really resonate with that. So... I get gas back in their car. <laughs> so they don't burn up the engine. Yeah. What are the techniques, like the pranic healing technique, to address all these psychological, emotional? Uh, the pranic techniques, in terms of um, the the cleansing that we do, um, I actually start. Well, I, I evaluate each energy uh, chakra, determining. Uh, depletion, congestion, big, small, because there's ways to determine what's going on with these uh, these chakras. And um, knowing that, then I kind of share with these patients what, what goes on or what is happening with them in the body. And they just, they're just amazed because the validation mm-hmm. is amazing when they're like, how do you know these things? It's like, it's nothing magical. It's just what we know about each chakra. And I have them stand up and I start to begin to clean them with um, with my hands. I do what we call sweeping. And prior to that, actually, I decort them, and then I start to sweep them. Okay, wonderful. Good information. So we have a short break, and we'll be back.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. What causes us to be sick? We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of Return to Peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to Ellen at pranichealing.com. Now, back to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. Here again is Ellen Morano. Welcome back. We have our new guest, Chitra Ekambaram from New Jersey. Welcome, Chitra. Yay! Thank you so much. Atma Namaste, Ellen. Uh, I'm so happy <laughs> honored to uh, be invited to your uh, guest of panels today. Yeah, I know. I when I know you're very um, excited to share your story. Yeah. Yes. So we're talking about emotional. What happened? Can you share us what happened to you? Sure. Uh, Recently, uh, I had um, about, I think I was in depression for the past three, uh, 39 months, I would say. I I have had depression in the past. My first episode was in 2010. um, And luckily, uh, through some alternative healing, I I came out of it. But it happened to me again in in, uh, August of 2014. And, um, it took a long, 
time for me to come out of it. Uh, I tried everything. For me, depression is um, is one of the scariest things that a person can go through. And there's no time limit for me. I just felt like I don't know when when I'm going to come out of it. What, what As far as, you know, it, physically, if somebody has something broken, you, you know it could be six weeks healing time. But for depression, some people have it their whole life. And to me, it was almost like a life sentence. I didn't know, like a death sentence almost, because it, it's, it's just that uh, bad. <laughs> yeah. So Chitra was telling that uh, she had depression in 2010, it came back 2014, and it feels like it was a death sentence for her because she don't know when. Like when you broke something in your something, you know, that it will behave in a specific period of time. So you have questions on her, like how did she cope up with this? Yeah. yeah. Who was the first? Who was the first healer or you know, doctor that you approached? Uh, what well, was have... that your journey? Okay, like. it was quite. It was quite. Thank you so much, uh, Doctor Ted, for your question. It was. It was quite a long journey for me. Um, once I experienced the symptoms of depression. Uh, my family took me to a psychiatrist. They diagnosed me with major depressive disorder. And um, at that time, I tried everything in the book. Uh, they uh, had suggested medication. I was always uh, against medication myself. I'm not a doctor, so I can't tell people about medication and what they do with medication. But for me, I wanted to try different routes um, but I have been on medication myself. And uh, as far as healing, I, I tried different different um, modalities of healing. I did uh, progressive relaxation techniques, which is a technique of, of um, pressing or uh, tightening different parts of your body and then releasing. I guess it's to release tension in the body. Um, I've tried Ayurvedic uh, treatments, which is, um, there's specifically Shiradhara, which is where you put oil, oil is dripping on your forehead and it, it balances, uh, I guess your energy in, in some ways and it, it calms you down. It's for your, uh, it calms down people with anxiety, people with depression, headaches. And I was experiencing severe headaches with depression. So I was trying everything, um, that I could find to to uh, get rid of the symptoms. Did you find that um, for each and every modality that you have, they may have some of them may have more contribution to your healing, some of them less. So, but eventually, like um, they help guide you to uh, look for one that would have more significant healing for you, like pranic healing. Yeah, to, to, to be honest, uh, I think both aspects, Western uh, medication, Eastern techniques, I think in combination, it, um, I think it's good to explore both. So I have been on the Western side where uh, I have done um, therapy uh, with uh, therapists and, and doing talk therapy or cognitive behavioral therapy um, or taking medication. And um, but also the Eastern side, which is the energy part and the spiritual part, I think has impacted me profoundly 
yeah, for yeah. me, I, I, I really feel depression. There's a spiritual reason that you're going through it. It might be to lead you to your life purpose. It might be to understand that you are to love yourself first and foremost and not um, uh, let other people take advantage of you. And that yes. was the biggest lesson for me. It was uh, self-love and, and, and I should value, you know, my own worth and my own um, self-esteem and not have people, you know, walk all over you because that affects you energetically. And it did. It, yeah. So when, when if, if I suppress my emotions or if I suppress what I would like to say, I think it ended up turning into depression. It, it the anger that I didn't express turned inward to me and it, it was a long battle to come out of it. It eventually surfaces in some way in your life if you don't express it. Yes. It, in a healthy really, way, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. You know, you just said it so well. You know, I find that uh, for patients and definitely myself, whatever was challenging to my emotions, to my thoughts, to my personality, helped um, make the soul grow. And so um, even the most challenging times and events in our lives really help us, really uh, help our soul grow and develop our consciousness to a higher level. I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I've been part of group therapy, so I know I know how that works. And I just want to say with depression, it, no one is really, uh, I mean, it, it can happen to anybody. No one is immune from it. So as far as the stigma that comes with depression, um, I think it's not a great idea to look down on people with depression because you never know if it, if it could happen to you. And it's, it's a very sad place to be. And I encourage anybody that you know in your life that's going through a tough time to, to reach out to them in a supportive manner and not judge them harshly. Okay, how did you find pranic healing helpful? Oh, wow. So as I was saying, I, I went through so many different uh, ways to heal myself. I think that's ultimately what depression did for me is I, I had to find different ways to heal and I was originally seeing a different healer, but they had to go to India um, for, a, for a trip. And at that time, I was looking online and I found Ellen's, I found your website. Um, and that was about two months ago, a little more than two months ago. I, I reached out to Ellen um, late one night and she was kind enough to call me back because uh, she could sense the urgency from the voicemail that I had left her. And she immediately healed me that that night. And uh, by God's grace, the next day, I, I really felt the depression had lifted. But I, I, I just want to say that it might it, it doesn't happen overnight. It took me a very long time to come out of depression. But for um, Ellen, Ellen was very um, pertinent in me coming out of depression. Whatever she did, whatever she cleaned up energetically for me changed my life and I, I'm grateful I'm thankful for you to introducing to me what pranic healing is about she introduced me to master Stephen Coe I've, I've been because of her I took his classes I took pranic level one healing and, and a few other classes and he's also an excellent resource to learn more about pranic healing well you drove all the way from New Jersey to California that's a very very big step isn't it doctor yeah, oh, completely. it is that's a huge commitment. Like from being in depressive state for years, then what you say about like flying on a plane, I know I have other people who's in depression and then 
it's difficult for them to, like, you know, in a plane, it's it's enclosed or claustrophobic. Yeah. <laughs> you have anything right. bad? Well, to me, yeah. that tells me a lot of courage for her Absolutely. to, that she was determined and she had a goal in the set that she wanted help and she needed assistance. And for her to come to that, uh, taking that, uh, the drive is, wow, what what courageous and, and determination. I Good for you. I mean, awesome. I, I overheard her saying something about self-love and going through this journey helped her learn to love herself. And I think that uh, that taking such a big step and moving to take the class um, from being someone who is receiving healing to now somebody who's willing to take that step into her own hands is another elevated level of self-love. I'm investing in myself. I'm going to take this leap. Um, and it sounds like it was very empowering. So even this horrible experience that, like you said, felt like a death sentence because you found the tools to cope with it actually seems like it was an empowering rebirth for you. Wow. Isn't that good, Citra? I I can't agree more with Dr. Nancy and Jeremy. I, I, I thank you so much for your feedback. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. So how do you approach life now? Oh, I... I completely go from an energetic point of view. I'm completely aware of my energy. Uh, I I would like to respond to people versus reacting. And I feel when my energy level is lower or um, if if I'm not emotionally stable, I tend to react more to people. And I I tend not to be calm enough to respond in a a healthier manner. And it it comes down to communication too. Am I communicating appropriately what, what I'm thinking to other people? Am I conveying what I'm thinking in a in a healthy manner. I mean, there's one way of shouting and yelling and arguing with others, but when you're calmer, you you uh, communicate in a much, much healthier way that's positive for everybody. So how do you find the techniques of pranic healing has helped you, or how is it easy for you to do it to yourself? To, um, well, uh, well I, know now, I now have the resources, let's say, I know about pranic healing. If I, if people don't know how to do it for themselves, they can reach out to a pranic healer. Uh, and you being a pranic healer yourself, people can reach out to you or see Master Stephen Coe's website. Or now that I've learned it myself, I, I if I really need to heal something, I can look, I can look at the steps that need healing in, per- in, in, in certain parts of your body and heal them myself. Uh, and that's the power that pranic healing gives to people. Thank you, Chitra. And we're so honored for you to share your story, and you're so brave enough. So, so courageous. Yeah. Very good, okay. yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. What can you tell about your story? It's very courageous. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, and just the, the, the way that she, uh, I mean, it sounds like I obviously didn't know her before, but she speaks with so much authority and confidence and it just uh, the beautiful spirit that she is shines through. So I can only imagine how much when she said, spoke so uh, about that dark time to see that she's come through is really, really inspiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, wondering, did, uh, is she, did she take medications? Is this complimentary? Mm-hmm. Is she using meds as well as the pranic healing? Uh, um, I have, I have, I'm, had. I'm assuming she is. Hi, I, I'm just curious. Are you using medications as well as uh, the pranic energy work? I, I was, I was on Zoloft. I started off at Zoloft 50 micrograms and then I, 
I, I increased it all the way to 150, but I'm no longer on medication. Oh, wonderful. Wow. So just the energy work is pretty sufficient for you to maintain the balance uh, where yes. the depression, wonderful. Fantastic. Yeah. Good, good. Thank okay, you. That, yeah. You're so grateful, Chitra, for your interaction. And, you know, that's what they said. You know, you're so brave. And that's a very clear manifestation of your healing. Absolutely. Thank you, Ellen. I appreciate you so much. Oh, it's actually the pranic healing. It's just, Ellen is just a student. So I'm glad. So what do you suggest? What do you suggest to other listeners? How can they be of help to people who are still in the process of healing or prevent it to happen to them? Yeah, please, please check out Pranic Healing. Any, any resources regarding Pranic Healing? Uh, educate yourself, empower yourself, uh, learn as much as you can about what you're going through so you can attack depression and any kind of symptoms that come along with it. Okay. So I think the doctors would like to ask, how do you see the role of pranic healing in medicine? First of all, from my point of view, uh, my, my intention and my goal is actually to submit some proposals to, because there is going to be actually a Kaiser Medical School coming up and they're constructing and formulating. And for me to kind of write to them and inquiring, maybe we having, wanting, not just maybe, just wanting to have energy as another modality to, to teach these future medical doctors and go from there. I'm just thinking since I'm a student from USC, a graduate at pharmacy school, proposing some classes or something there to get them, the pharmacy students, nursing schools, to get the energy, the product healing out there for those to know about is my, I see the goal for myself. And I'm sure Dr. Ted will be on board with me. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Nancy, just have me sign on the dotted line and I'll do it. And um, for me, um, talking with other colleagues, um, I'm very okay. passionate. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Ted. Thank you, Dr. Nancy. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you. And Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Chitra. Welcome to the listeners you. and enjoy the recording. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. Please join your host, Ella Morano, and her panel of guest experts again next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a positive week.